on the sand. First, it's a pit on, right? Well, if the cave was down here before, surely there's a better chance of us getting out. This equipment's at least a hundred years old. No one uses stuff like this anymore. Besides, if anyone had been down here and made it out, they would have named it already. Okay. Okay, look here, Mister. What are you so worried about, Sarah? Look at me. Okay, breathe. Breathe, okay? Hey, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. What are you afraid of? What are you so afraid of? You can move! Sarah, look at me. Look at me. Listen, the worst thing that could have happened to you has already happened, okay? And you're still here. This is just a poxy cave, and there's nothing left to be afraid of. Oh, that's fucking disgusting! Beth! Not here, not now! We need help! Everybody grab a corner! We need to move her out of the water! Nice and easy now, and... Lift! <laughs> of them. This is not good, guys. Can we get out of here? Which way? Come on. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? There's no breeze. It could be any one of these tunnels. Take your pick. Oh, help Oh, fuck it. Hello! Please. Is there anybody there? No. Hello! Well, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Freaking Geeks Podcast. We're your hosts, Michael, Sarah, and Barry. Hey! Guest star. I like to be known as a guest star, please. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, guest star. Guest star, I like that, yeah. Uh, he gets featuring. a different pay cut than we do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Fe- yeah featuring Barry Raker. Right? There you go, thank you. Oh man, now the cat's out of the bag. It just gave the world my... <laughs> oh no! They know your name. Drats. <laughs> They're going to hunt you down. Drats. Who says drats, We haven't Michael. called you Raker on here before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, my, it's my first name I'm ashamed of, I'll be honest. Oh. Really? Uh, you you wanted a different first name? I did, but unfortunately it was out of my control. Uh man. Yeah, well, hey, be silent with like me. Barrier. <laughs> I wish it was like really Bartholomew, and then they just... That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty sweet, no doubt. <laughs> Well, hey, you can be saddled with the name Michael, the most common 
first name, male name. That's, oh, you can't uh, complain. My name is Sarah. Do you know how many Sarahs I've come across in my life? <laughs> so you are the female Michael. Yeah, yeah there you go. Pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. Both biblical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. Nevertheless, so, I digress. I, I hate to, you know, complain about my name. <laughs> uh, all right. So we are here to review The Descent. We are obviously in October. Uh, it's when you see a bunch of horror movies out on TV yes. and people are rushing to their, well, maybe they're not rushing to their local. <laughs> New Saw coming out. Uh, New Saw coming out. All you yeah. horror movie fans. Uh, I heard about that. It actually I'm looks like, pretty good. Yeah, it does look good, but I'm just like, how? How are you going to bring this back? I'm pretty sure he died. I'm sure they have some convoluted, you know, plot. But, yeah. I mean, it looks looks interesting enough. I I might watch it. I'm not going to go to the movie theater to watch it, but, I mean, I might catch it on TV or something. Yeah, that Saw movies, you got to be able to pause. (laughs) It's just like... You gotta pause, go take a walk, make a sandwich, and you know, calm your nerves, then go back to it, because it's just like, sometimes it's too much. Yeah. Like, oh, when that girl got thrown into the pile of needles, I was just like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> Couldn't That's take it. it. I've, got, I've had enough. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, so we're here, yes, to review The Descent. It was released on August 4th, 2006. It was directed by Neil Marshall, with a runtime of an hour and 39 minutes. A budget of four point six million dollars, box office of just over twenty six million. Good it stars Shauna, Shauna McDonald, Alex Reed, Natalie Jackson Mendoza, Saskia Mulder, Nora Jane Noon, and Miana Beering. Basically, so, all you know, Oscar winning actresses. This, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like they're yeah, so right. well known. Big names. <laughs> yeah. Big names. Yes. Uh, uh, right. There isn't really anybody in this cast that I, I've seen or that I I can say for sure that I've seen in other things without looking at their filmography. But not to jump ahead, but I will say this. Um, I think everybody does an excellent job in this movie. I think yeah. the acting is actually uh, pretty stellar. Notch. Yeah, it's very yeah. good. I mean, it's for what very, this movie very is, good. it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good. Um and we'll, we'll get to more more about that here uh, shortly. Uh, all right, so we're going to go into our one-sentence review. Um, I'll start off here. An edge-of-your-seat new classic horror movie which smartly uses claustrophobia and the characters' own relationships against them. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like it's just a, a, an excellent, excellent movie. That's my one-sentence review. Raker, what do you have? I have, and it's not as quite as eloquent as yours, Michael, naturally. <laughs> it's simple, yeah. not deep. I should have said shallow there, I guess. Nightmare of a movie that is simplistic in nature, yet horrifying and introspective in contemplating claustrophobia, friendship, and some scary-ass monsters. <laughs> there you go. Mine's, All right, Sarah. <laughs> mine's a little more cynical, but it's six girls make poor choices and ignore blatant omens to go pl- splunking. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll dive in. We'll dive into to uh, your cynicism here shortly. Uh, it's gonna come up. Like while I like this movie, there's some parts where I was literally I'd scare my husband because I'd scream at my computer. Like, what are you doing? Okay, we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to it. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna give a, a short plot synopsis here. It's not a very deep, you know, like uh, you have to spend a long time on this, but. 
Uh, a year after the death of her husband and daughter in a car accident, Sarah and five friends, in an attempt to reclaim their friendships, friendships slash relationships, go cave diving in the Appalachian Mountains. There they encounter creatures and claustrophobic conditions that test their friendships, humanity, and their will to survive. Uh, which more or less is this movie. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I think we should probably just dive right into, um, I guess we just dive into our thoughts here on, on the movie. Um, I want I want to start out actually, before we get into, into anything deep, I want to start out with the, the prologue. Uh, I want to mention this specifically because the prologue to this movie, I think is very, very well done. Um, and there are very specific things I want to bring up about it. So the prologue has these girls, you know, whitewater rafting. They get off the raft. And so they're, they're kind of getting out of their gear. And we see Sarah's husband helping uh, Juno get her helmet off and, and whatnot. And you could obviously tell that th- there's like this inappropriate moment between these two it's so blatant and it's so blatant and you can tell like the even sarah and and beth like kind of give each other a look while looking at and then you look at those two like they know like like what like almost like a what the hell is going on kind of thing uh but nobody says anything right and so i really like i thought why why do they have this prologue what is the point in this prologue Right, because if we look, if we jump ahead, take take this prologue out of the movie, take the hospital scene where she wakes up, right? If you just cut that from the entire movie and just start out with, you know, on the road a year later, they could have done that. They could have done that. And they could have just given us any kind of, you know, backstory just through flashbacks or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't have necessarily needed this prologue. However, what the prologue does is it, it already creates this this tension in this group, especially the core three. And there's a, there's three other girls in this movie, but these three, Beth, Juno, and Sarah, these are like the, the main characters, really. These are the ones you, you probably care about more than anybody else. But you're already seeing like this, this splintering of this group, and they don't even know it yet. And it only, it only splinters further after the accident in the years since and then obviously once they get down in the cave you know when those friendships get tested when things that have happened uh start bubbling up to the surface and influence the actions of the characters right um i think that's what the prologue is does so well it's spare it does only what's what's needed and the point is we need to see that Juno is having obviously a relationship with Sarah's husband and in it's kind of like well and then obviously the deaths, the the accident, obviously mm-hmm. that's that's a big deal. But I think even though the accident is important, because we know that creates a lot of turmoil for Sarah, I think that the really big like the master stroke to that prologue isn't the deaths. It's it's this whole inappropriate relationship. Obviously, Juno and her and her husband probably were having an affair at that point. So, you know, but they couldn't have been more obvious about it. Yeah, like seriously, Helen Keller could have told could have been able to see that, you know, he was sleeping with her. 
when I first watched it, I'm like, oh, do they have, like, a sister wives kind of thing going on? Because I thought, like, immediately that they must have all been with him because, you know, he, he was immediately, like, had this bit with Sarah in the car and also that thing with Juno. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe they're all together. But then it's like, oh, okay. That was just like, okay, shove it down our throats that they're having an affair. Right. <laughs> right. It's not subtle at all. <laughs> and very no, final destination, that death. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, sorry, so Raker, why don't uh, I just want to bring that up because I, I wanted to talk about the prologue before we get into anything else. But uh, Raker, why don't you give me your your thoughts on on why you picked the descent? Uh, what do you like so much about this movie? Before we dive into to the specifics, yeah, just so all you listeners know, I chose this movie. So if you completely enjoyed it, that's on me. If you completely hated it, that's on me also. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, them I think, you know, and this is personal preference. Um, I, during my college days, yes, eight million years ago, <laughs> I, uh, went spelunking, caving, and literally this, like that cave just so reminded me of my caving experience, my spelunking experience. That was like one of those things that I could almost, I don't want to say see happening because obviously it's a horror movie and completely fictional. But you know what I mean? It was one of those like, oh man, I've, you know, I've been in a cave before. And then when you see this movie unraveling and these monsters in the cave and them not knowing how to get out and da 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 da, it, it becomes a little more interesting. You know, you, you kind of tag a relationship to it. So, you know, that, that's probably part one of why I really enjoy this movie. And part two, three, four, and et cetera, is the fact that it, it's well acted. It's simple yet horrifying, you know, um, has good gore, um, s- simple story, but, you know, it doesn't, you know, my preference for horror movies is it is kind of a simple story. I'm not looking for anything deep. Um, so I guess, you know, overall, it's just, it's just one of those movies that has everything that appeals to me in a horror movie. You it know? makes sense. Yeah, you know, like even even the the monsters, the I don't the cave monster. What, do you have a name for them, Michael? You're more. They're, I think they're the they're technically called crawlers. That's what they okay. more or less are referred to. Doesn't sound very technical, but uh, these <laughs> these crawlers, like even you know, during this movie, you kind of figure out why they are what they are. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's smart that they're black yeah, it's smart. Dark, yeah, exactly. Location like bats. Yeah, very smart. yeah, like it's. Yeah, and it's not like you have to, you know, dive into this movie an extra half hour because it's a short movie um, yeah. to figure these things out, you know? And it has all your classic um, horror movie tropes, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they before they get in a cave, they see this elk or moose with its was – it, was, it, was its throat torn open or was it a skeleton? Yeah. yeah, I think it was throat was torn open. Yeah, or so automatically, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, here's your little hint, people. You know, and then when kind of get the hint that yep. they must have scared whatever yeah. was dragging it. Yep, and then and then that's how they killed their prey. You know, inside the cave. So just everything makes sense in this movie. You know, there's nothing to be, you know, like you have to be like, well, is this why this is or whatever? Like, it's pretty simple to figure out, but yet it's pretty scary, and it kind of makes you as a viewer, you know, be like. Uh, you know, if I was in this situation, what would I do? You know, that whole survival thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and I like that too, you know, and then of course there's the friendship 
factor of the movie too. You know, we all have good friends, I'm sure. And, you know, you kind of put yourself in that scenario. If I was stuck in this cave with a bunch of good friends, you know what I mean? So I just, I just think it has everything going right for it. It's short, it's simple, it's scary, it's understandable, it's well acted. Like, you know, it's a, it's a shame this movie doesn't get the credit it deserves in my opinion. I mean, I don't know what it, you know, amongst the horror community, you know, (laughs) where it rates, but in my opinion, you know, and I've seen a ton of horror movies. This is a classic, my opinion. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, before I move on to get Sarah's thoughts, um, I just want to say that, that Neil Marshall uh, said that these creatures are essentially cavemen that never left the cave. Huh. Mm. That's that, like if you're looking for a, like a one-sentence explanation – that's more or less what it is. I always have kind of before I read that, I I kind of thought that they were uh, people from from maybe not cavemen, but people from you know a long time ago that had got stuck in the caves, found some way to survive, but over time kind of mutated to what they are. But and it's really the same thing. I mean, whether you're going back five hundred years or you're going back a thousand years or two thousand years, you're still left with the same thing, which is. These are humans who at some point ha- got stuck in the cave system or never left, and they more or less just mutated to, to what these creatures are. So Yeah, just kind of inbreeded and became these kind of things. Yeah. yeah just just you know, over time, they adapted to the environment, right? They lost their, their sight. And, you know, I mean, you could argue, obviously, they lost their humanity if they ever had any, but if they were cavemen... They, you know, who knows how much of whatever they had, you know. Well, um, they seem to have humanity for each other. I mean, we do see that woman creature with the, when after Sarah kills the child, and she's you know very distraught over it, and so you know, they have feelings. They're not just totally. True. They just care about their own kind. Just kind of like humans basically care about right. their own well, kind. <laughs> they do, but they and they also have different caves for different things. They have a feeding cave. They have a a cave for fresh water. They also have a cave for um, for excrement, you know, like so they do have some intelligence. You're right. Uh, they do have caves for various things, which means there is some level of intelligence there. So it's not just these these stupid creatures just you know whatever attacking whatever mindlessly without any real goal. Free for all. Yeah, you know. So um, so there is a method to their madness, I guess. Uh, all right, Sarah. So before I, I kind of give my thoughts here, what are, what are your thoughts on on this generally? Yeah, um, I was surprised about how much I liked it. Um, it had some really great jump scares. There is quite a few moments where you know, like you just yell on the screen because you make somebody's making a stupid decision, and it's like, okay, that's such a horror movie trope thing. But you know, at least it fits into the story, and it's not too doesn't get under your skin too much. There's some really fantastic scenes in here, um, like the blood lake, like when she yeah. fell into that. I was just like, this is the greatest moment of this movie. That was so cool. She like dives into the lake of hepatitis. <laughs> so <laughs> disgusting. Oh, it's, it's so disgusting. It makes your skin crawl, but it's like when she emerges, she it's her life is defined between before that moment and after that moment because she's a whole new person when she comes out of there. And I love that. Um, so there's some really great moments. Uh, I think the actors all were great too. Yeah, like I really like the story. Um, we'll get into it more, but I thought it was really good for 
being pretty low budget, and they made a yeah, great movie for it. Yeah. Um, the caves were not real, by the way. They were all created for the movie. Wow. Uh, because they That's couldn't. That's a lot of work. That's pretty it was impressive. Too... <laughs> it is impressive. It would have been too dangerous to shoot in real caves, so they had to create everything, um, which is, I did not know that, and I, I was amazed. I couldn't tell. Honestly. Right. Yeah. I thought it was, it's was, it was a great, uh, great job, because, you know, I never would have thought for a second they were, they were created, so. And it's like uh, the only CGI they used on those bats, because that's the only thing that took me out of this movie, was when those bats came out. It's so obvious CGI. Yeah, I guess, yeah. And, it, and yeah, honestly, I guess true. it was, but I didn't, you know, it went by so quickly. Um, after that, I really didn't even yeah. think there was CGI in the movie. It was such a fleeting moment. But yeah, yeah it was just they, that you're one right. moment. I, I like, saw this at the theaters, even? FYI. Okay. Yeah, I was just, I was... Yeah, I did see this at the theater. It was probably at the theater for about a week, and I was lucky enough to <laughs> pop in and check it out. So, yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so... Michael's uh, not impressed. On this, on this, <laughs> the Dark Michael Lord of Cinema is not impressed. He's like, yeah, whatever, like, Rake. Oh, I don't even... Nice. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, <laughs> Rake. It was, it was never released in Pennsylvania, Raker. I know this. <laughs> uh, all right, so my, my thoughts on, on this movie are that... Um, I think it's it's an exceptionally well crafted movie, uh, by a director who may not be flashy, um, but he's certainly more than competent in what he does. Uh, I I think that the the tension throughout this movie is is amazing, um, and, and I want to talk as we get through here, I want to talk about, I want to split this movie up into two things. I want to talk about the first 45 minutes quickly. And then I want to get into the rest because I think the first 45 minutes, like for the first 45 minutes, they don't even see one of these creatures. And yeah. yet I was entranced by the up. first, I was entranced by the first 30 to 40, 45 minutes of this movie. And it didn't feature a single creature. And that's an mm. amazing achievement. I think because I was so entranced by the relationships on screen and everything, and we'll get to this, but I was, I was, I loved watching the interplay between the women and all the comments. You know, just sometimes there were innocuous comments, and sometimes there were things that had, like, like someone was saying a line that was like a dig or something, you know, like it really was illuminating various relationships between the women, uh, hang ups or, things from the past and they were being brought up so was, I was constantly enthralled by what was going on on the screen before they even entered the cave and, and that's actually pretty amazing because if you go you say you're going to go half an hour 45 minutes before you even see like anything in this movie to really make you scared um, most of the time you're probably bored I wasn't bored but this whole movie I think is just filled with tension mm. uh, certainly when you get to the back like the second half uh, it is absolutely like edge of your seat gripping the chair waiting for what's next um even the build's really good like when they're going through the really tight tunnel yeah like i don't consider myself a claustrophobic person but i was uncomfortable watching that like holding my breath uncomfortable you know oh yeah (coughs) yeah i mean that right i think the um the camera uh is is kind of placed in front of the actors' faces or in angles that really enhance uh, 
that kind of tight space, claustrophobic feel uh, that, you know, and there's so much darkness, um, it, uh, you know, in this movie and illuminated only by, you know, phosphorescent lights and yeah. flares and whatnot. It, it's, it's just very well done. So, all right. So let, let's talk about the uh, quick, let's talk about the first 40, 45 minutes. I mean, if we can cut out the prologue, we already talked about that. So the women meet up, they meet up at this cabin and we get our news to three other women. And I'm going to be frank uh, here. Because the movie's only an hour and 40 minutes long, I will say the only thing about this movie, which is in its, I, I can't really say that there's a lot you could do about this, considering the caves and the dark environment, especially once they get inside the caves. I found myself often in the movie trying to figure out who I was watching. I'm like. Yeah. Which one is this? Three blonde women too. Yeah. Three dark haired women. So it's like. Is this <laughs> Beth? Is this Holly? I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out which one is which. And I guess at the end of the day, to a certain extent, it doesn't really matter. Since I said earlier, I think, you know, obviously, um, Juno, Sarah, Juno, Sarah, and Beth are the three main characters. They're the other ones that we really care about. Although I did care about the others too. You know, I, I did find myself you know, sad for their deaths, you know. I certainly wasn't emotionless when I was watching it. Um but it was kind of hard to figure out who was what, who was who. But getting introduced to these new characters and kind of seeing them like they felt there was a bond there between all of them. They felt seemed like they were having a good time. But the new girl, uh what was her name? Holly. Um Holly She's the only character in this movie where I was annoyed with her because yep. she was obviously not as though she had no experience, but she was obviously the least experienced person in this group because even though she'd gone, I believe, spelunking and whatnot, but she hadn't gone, I believe, actual cave diving, or at least she wasn't very experienced at it, which is why in the when they got in the caves, she's the one like sprinting through the cave chasing the light obviously <sighs> if she was you know really well experienced in caves and stuff she never would have fell for that yeah you know that yeah. was like a rookie mistake kind of thing and the second like they were talking like um about sam you know having her midterms and she was a doctor i'm like oh well someone's gonna get hurt in those caves <laughs> if there's a doctor yeah someone's gonna get it and Holly was the right choice because she was just the wild child that didn't listen to nobody and paid the price for it. Right. But I, I like the setup to this movie. I like that we got to spend time with the women, you know, substantial time in this movie, which in an hour and 40 minutes isn't, you know, we don't, ha you know, we only have an hour and 40, so we got to, you know, kind of get to get a move on. So I remember the first time I watched it, I was surprised at how much time they devoted to the setup before we even got, you know, into the caves. Uh, but like I said, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Raker, what were your thoughts on, on having so much time spent before we even got to the cave? Do you, did you like that yourself, or would you rather they have gone to the cave sooner? No, I, I thought it was all right. You know okay. what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm cool with it. I mean, you have to establish some type of uh, story, you know what I mean? Like, why the girls are buddies and you know what I mean? Who has experience, who doesn't Juno's background, blah, blah, blah. You know, it also makes so, you feel connected. Yeah. When they get yep. it. Then you actually and, feel And the cool thing about it is once, once the action, the s suspense, basically when they get in the cave starts, 
doesn't quit. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, you you know, if you are one of those people like, man, this is really dragging at the beginning, it makes up for it pretty quick, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's so not sorry. like, it's not like it's like drags, then you have one tiny little bit of suspense, then drags. Uh-uh. It's, it literally builds up to this point of they're in the cave and the shit hits the fan. You know what I mean? So yeah, once you see the creatures, it doesn't yeah, really stop no, being no, they're like intense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we'd all agree. I, th- I think the setup, uh, the, the time spent was definitely utilized well and it was effective. But like I said earlier, I think that there was this, this wonderful underlying tension, you know, between all the women and, and very specifically, I think between, you know, Sarah, Beth and, and Juno, um, like there are things that they all know, but they don't want to say <laughs> kind of. And, uh, it was, it really, it was, you know, it, there were scenes where I was just sitting there waiting for somebody to say something they couldn't take back before we even got to the cave. You know, and it never happened, but that was okay. It was just, it was nice to see this tension because it, it felt like it gave the scenes more purpose. Other than just us connecting with the, with the women and seeing the friendship and all that, which obviously is very important. I think it was nice to see the, the tension because all these tensions, uh, you know, between the girls and certainly specific ones all have a purpose. They all affect and influence their decisions in the cave. Like, for instance, once we see the creatures and Beth comes back for Juno, then Beth ends up stabbing Juno in the neck with her axe. Mm. Right? Juno stabs Beth in the neck. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Juno stabs Beth in the neck. And I remember when I watched this, because I watched this this morning, and I hadn't seen this movie in a while. So I forgot about it, you know, this happening. And I'm watching Juno's face the whole time, and there's like this this uh, i don't know how to describe it like this horror at what she's just done but almost like a defiance like i, I don't want to say like she enjoyed it but like there's no I, I don't know it's hard to describe like, it i can't well, believe i just did that it wasn't yeah it wasn't just like she went didn't you know stab her and then like start screaming no 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 and you know yeah. all this stuff it was like she she killed her. I mean, she stabbed her in the neck, and then she left her there. By the way, you know, yeah. it's like I, I feel like there were things going on that we never saw. Like, I wonder if Beth had a more than one very frank conversation with Juno, uh, because obviously Beth knew very well, as we see in the movie. At some point, we knew we know very well that she knew exactly what had happened between Juno and Sarah's husband. Yeah, so it's basically um, like, well, now Sarah will never find out because you're dead kind of look. Right, exactly. That's what I was like. I was trying to figure out. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I can't believe I just did this, you know, but um, maybe this wasn't the worst thing that could have ever happened. So, yeah, exactly. so that's why I like the setup because it really, you know, you see the actions of Juno, for instance, and Beth, and it's like, Nobody would just do that unless there was a reason. And obviously the reason is there's some real underlying shit between Beth and Juno. You know, Beth probably really went wholesale on on <laughs> on Juno before about what she'd done. And, you know, 
so there's always been this probably this little beef going on between these two and, and now they're in the cave and this happened and it's like okay well I don't have to worry about you anymore but I'm still going to mourn your death you know mm-hmm. so but yeah um, alright so they get in the caves right and Holly stupidly runs after light that doesn't exist uh, because there's oh, a cave they have that squeeze through that really tight space oh, yeah. and it caves in yeah right yeah that yeah, like oh and sarah like bless her i love who she becomes but she is dumb as a doornail up until that point because literally she only gets stuck because her stupid sleeping bag is under her chest and it's like you idiot move your bag and you'll be fine <laughs> but yeah. i understand that it's trying to be like she's just panicking because She's a little claustrophobic, but I was just like, move your stupid bag. <laughs> oh, and she walks by bloody fingerprints on the wall, ignores it, says nothing to anybody, just continues on. Just like, come on! <laughs> Those are bloody fingerprints. They're not animal prints. Like, say something. Yeah. <sighs> um, <laughs> yeah, Horror movie Sa- trope. Yeah, Sarah... Um... Well, first of all, the actress was claustrophobic, so it made shooting oh. the scenes in the cave, in all the cave scenes, uh, very easy to to be claustrophobic. So, uh, oh, poor, thing. poor actress, poor Shauna McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they get in there. There's the there's the cave in. So now they're stuck. And Juno, talk about stupid people. Juno decides. We're gonna oh. we're we're gonna leave the book behind that you know tells us where we're at. Not that it matters because we're not in the caves that I told you we were at. We're in these new caves that apparently nobody's ever gone and, and searched through. So maybe we could name them. Like, what the hell? Like, I literally <laughs> put my head in my hands when she told me. Like, oh, like, I was already screaming at the at the movie for her leaving the damn book in the SUV, but then. Okay, we wouldn't need it anyways. Is it not in the right caves? <laughs> yeah. What about so, you, Rake? Did you just like head desk at that part? What? <laughs> you know, like put your head in your hands. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, like like just because with Holly, you know, not with Holly, with Juno, like just not telling anybody where they were at. Yeah, it's like that's just so stupid. Of course, you know, not nobody is gonna, you know, when they're missing, no one's gonna know where to find them. No one's ever gonna find their vehicle, you know, or if they do, it's gonna be way, way after they're all dead, you know. (laughs) So, and even if the monsters didn't exist, let's say they got stuck in the caves and couldn't find a way out, they're still all gonna die, you know. So even (sighs) if it was just them getting stuck in the caves and wandering around for a while and not finding another way out, it doesn't matter. No one's gonna be able to help them. So, stupid decision on her part, no doubt. Um, so then we get we get the first real meeting. Uh, Sarah sees one of the creatures in a distance in a cave. Uh, Juno doesn't believe her. And then we finally get to meet them for the first time when they turn the infrared cameras on, pan around, and there's one right behind mm-hmm. Sarah. It attacks her. Um, and things, well, things get crazy escalate yeah they get yeah so before this too there's that scene where they're trying they have to uh, put these things in the ceiling and Mm. cross over Mm. and the girl sees the remnants of a really old one there says nothing until somebody else sees it and says something (coughs) it's another thing of just like 
Are you kidding me? Somebody say something. Like, well, I mean, to be to be fair, I mean, in that moment, she's certainly not gonna not gonna say anything, you know. Uh, at least not that second. Um, the arm strength of these women is like on and off. Like I'm super strong, and then it's like I'm super pathetic and can't carry myself. I'm just, like, they can cl- climb up walls for like a mile, but you can't cross like ten feet over a ravine. With just your arm strength, like, uh. <laughs> some parts of this movie just make me like, come on. Uh, I can't. I can't comment. I've never done it. So Raker, Raker could tell us more. <laughs> he's the, he's the cave diver in, it was, in this group here. Well, I, my cave diving experience didn't quite mirror what these ladies <laughs> went through, but I crawled some, through some pretty tight wormholes, which you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I mean, literally, the only thing you could do, and I'm not going to get into the, you know, too much here, but, like, all you can literally do is move your shoulders and your knees, like, wiggle them like a, like, oh. like an inchworm. Not even, because like you can't that. even bend your back up that high. Like, I don't know how to even explain it. Like, yeah. Think think of yourself in a body, and like, in a tube that's literally just as big as your body, but made of rocks that you can, like, use for traction. It's It's awesome. It really is. Wow. <laughs> Oh, it sounds awesome. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I couldn't do it nowadays, my God. But back when I was younger, I could do that stuff. And it was it was awesome. It was wow. really, really, really neat. I, I've never gone splunking, per se, but I've been in caves, like right. a mile deep into caves. And no way in hell would they be wearing sleeveless yeah, tank tops true. and vests. It is freezing. <laughs> it doesn't matter how hot it is outside. It is freezing in the caves. So. True. But I understand they're all really pretty, and <laughs> you want to show that off. <laughs> yeah, I guess they they do have to show that off. I guess a little. Yeah, they got to make something appealing. Yeah, they were yeah. somewhat attractive. It was, yeah. I mean, like they didn't they didn't like go overboard. It's not like all six of them were like models or all five of them. I can't remember how many there were all together. Six. six yeah, six okay. total. Yeah, it's not like they were all models, but yeah, they definitely weren't. You know, they were definitely your average. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so we meet the creatures. Of course, they're, they're terrifying. Mm. And this is when the movie gets crazy, right? Because we, we see everyone kind of goes in, in any direction that takes them away from these things, this thing, these things. Um, and the body count, you know, it, it starts to go up pretty quickly initially. <laughs> I think two people die very quickly. Obviously, Beth gets killed uh, by Juno. And then... Um, Holly gets the and first. Holly gets yeah. She gets dragged dragged down. Well, she gets killed and then dragged down in later into the, the feeding cave. Um so immediately we're down two women out of the so we have four left. Um we have we have Sarah goes in her own direction. Um we have um not Holly, um Beth and uh not Beth, um, um what's her name? Uh, Sam Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah. So they go off in their own direction, and then Juno's by herself. So we had the group all split up. Uh, I love this scene where uh, Rebecca and. What was the other one? Sam. Sam. Rebecca and Sam, when they're like together, and the creature, one of the creatures, is like literally like right beside them. And, and to me, that's like. Those are the moments that are really, truly terrifying mm-hmm. because it's right there. 
You know, it, 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 they make a move, they make a sound, anything, and it's going to be on them in half a second. Um, and then eventually it moves on and then her, her wrist, her watch goes off and she like has to tear that thing off and throw it. I mean that, yeah, that's such a wonderful, uh, sequence of events in order to ramp up the tension in a movie like this, because considering the stakes, which is life and death, literally life and death, um, how do you, how do you create scenarios where the characters don't die, but you're so afraid that they're going to die in a, in a moment. And I love, I love that, that scene. I, th- I think it's very well done. Um, and then, I was just like, honey, if you make it out alive, you need to leave your boyfriend. <laughs> right. He nearly got you killed in that moment. That's a, that's a shitty watch anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sentimentality be damned. <laughs> I, I, I admit with Holly, uh, what Holly said in the car on the way, uh, any guy that gave me that would get dumped the next day. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, like something you'd find in McDonald's play toy or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like a it, happy it, meal. <laughs> it is pretty bad. Um, and so what I like in the movie, especially in this section, is all of the characters trying to find their footing given the new circumstances. <coughs> so Juno kind of goes on Jeez. a bit of a, uh, a rampage, ends up killing a few of them. Um and she's kind, of, she's kind of going a little wild <laughs> down there. Uh, whereas uh-huh. with uh, uh, Sam and Rebecca, they're just trying to survive. And then you have Sarah is down below in the feeding cave watching the creatures tear into Holly. Ugh. Just terrible. Watching on the camera. <laughs> and, like, oh my god. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So then eventually... I think the point that like you were talking about when Sarah, she makes a torch goes down further into the feeding cave. And that's when she gets chased by the creature and jumps into the pool. And it's like a baptism of blood, you know? Well, she, a little one comes after her. It's obviously a child and she just beats its head in with her foot. And then mama comes out and mama ain't too happy. And it's a reflection of, you know, her you know, she can she probably feels the same pain understands what it's like to lose her child of course she'd been through it and there's a bit of empathy there but doesn't last long because mama's gonna rip your head off and it's life or death at that point <laughs> and then it's like i'm gonna fight you in this giant lake of blood and gore <laughs> yeah oh. yeah oh raker what did you think did, what did you think about this baptism in blood scene i mean just her coming up out of that blood like almost as a new person yeah, totally. You know? Yeah, you know what? And I think you're by you saying that, I think you're proving the symbolism involved in that scene. You know what I mean? I think I think really that's what it is. You know what I mean? She comes out there and she's just a bloody mess, but she's also she's like an animal at that point herself. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is her defining moment. In yeah, life. there it is. Yeah, at least definitely in the mo- in the movie. Yeah. Um. So you know, I I really didn't mind the gore in this movie. You know, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like gore gore, not like one of your torture movies, Saw, um, Hostel. You know what I mean? It wasn't that type of gore, but it yet had so much blood, and it was so believable. You know, with it was with, environmental gore. Yeah, like I mean, you have these pickaxes, you know, which I think we all know what a pickaxe 
looks, feels, you know, ways. Mm-hmm. And you think to yourself, yeah, that's what would happen if you threw a pickaxe through someone's skull. You know what I mean? Or through their leg or, you know, <laughs> or this is what it would be like if a knife went, you know, across your throat or whatever. You know what I mean? So they didn't have to go, like, overboard on, you know, special effects, you know, with gore or anything like that. It was just a ton of blood and chunks. You know what I mean? And it worked. <laughs> and it worked. You know, a lot of it was that lighting. And you got to think about it. It probably looked so fake in the studio when they were filming it. But yet the way that they did the lighting, you know what I mean? The way everything was yeah. so dark except for the flares here and there, you just automatically assumed it's blood. It looks like blood. You know what I mean? It like, lets your imagination yeah, do most of the work. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think and that's part of the brilliance, in my opinion, um, for the director and, you know, people that threw this movie together yeah and i think i think the editing definitely helps here because um i think not lingering on the gore is effective here uh because in a movie like saw or any of the torture porn movies it's all about the camera just sitting there watching someone you know chop their arm off you know or something you know or bad things happen to them and it just like yeah, it's not like that. It's like if someone gets their throat slit in this movie, we don't just sit there and watch it being slit and then watch the blood run down and let the camera linger there for another five seconds. Like that is something a torture porn movie would do. This one is quick cut. We see the carnage cut away. We're, we're you know, the, the character's running away now or they're picking up something else or it's a different shot entirely, you know. So it's um, it's just very well edited. I think the editing has as much to do with the effectiveness of the gore uh, and the believability, frankly, of the gore as as I think anything else. Yeah. So. Yeah, and after this, that those two girls they have to cross another pathing, and Sam's doing it, and then there's this monster that's coming across for her. She has a knife. She has a free hand. She can hang there. She's okay puts the knife in her mouth and decides to be defenseless and this thing just attacks her. I'm just like, why? Did you just give up? Like, I did not understand. I I think out of all of the characters in the group, I think she's the weakest. Easily. I think she's... Well, no, no. I meant like as in like I think her... Like if you take Sarah as somebody who you could argue and i think juno also in this movie is is kind of like the ultimate fighter um as in people that their backs up against the wall and they're going to come at you like a caged animal some people are built for that or at least they may not realize it but they have the underlying psychology for it uh, i don't think she has it and she's i sheltered i sheltered or you know she just doesn't have the innate um fight for her survival uh she she just doesn't think she's gonna survive um she's not gonna get out of this cave and i you know she doesn't she almost wants to die at this point it's she just wants it to be over she wants the the agony of of the stress uh you know it's like um it's like a, it's like an interrogation room right yeah. you know when people say like there's a, a false confession um and people say, well, you know, how could you ever confess to something that you never did? How could you say, I murdered this person and you never did it? Because um, a lot of people find that, like, unbelievable. Like, why would you ever say that? But 
sit in a confession room and have cops scream at you for 8, 10, 12, 14, 18 hours, uh, at some point the stress gets so crazy that you'll literally say anything to make it stop, even if it means admitting that you did it because you just want it to end. And I think that's kind of what's going on in this moment for her. It's it, it, the stress the, from them being down there, from everything they've been through to watching her friends die. I think in that moment, she knew she was going to die. She didn't care anymore. Um, Which that's, doesn't I make think sense. She's the doctor. Yeah. She should be good under pressure. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> she she obviously wasn't maybe going to be the best doctor, so. <laughs> wasn't cut out for it. Cut. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> it's bad. Um, and then immediately after that, because Juno's there, immediately after that, uh, uh, was it Rebecca? Is it, which one got? Rebecca. Ta- yeah. Rebecca gets taken. Um, so another two between Sam and Rebecca, they both go down like that uh, very quickly, quick succession. And that leaves Juno and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah ends up. I will say this: whenever Juno jumps in the water, kills the creature, climbs back out, and then Sarah sees her for the first, or she sees Sarah for the first time, it's startling. It, yes, it, it, you're She's looking at somebody. Of her. Yeah, it's scary. Like as wild and crazy as Juno get, gets in this movie at, at certain points. Uh, she's got nothing on Sarah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and so these two end up trying to, you know, make their way to the, to the exit. And... Yeah. Oh, and, so good. Uh, so, Raker, um, what did you think about when Sarah stabs Juno in the leg mm-hmm. at the end of the movie? You know, hmm. I, I'm not. You know, I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is the person that cheated on her husband with her, or you know, against her. I don't know how terminology or the proper way to say that. Yeah. Um, but you know, and at the same, you know, and there's also she had the idea that Juno left the one girl there for dead. You know, because well, because yeah. so, we did meet Beth again, right? Yeah. So I think I think at this point, being that she's like all animal and all emotion. It didn't really surprise me, you know, but I thought it was a cool part of the movie, you know, mm-hmm. right when you thought, oh, they're just going to make amends and, you know, save each other or one of them's going to save the other and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll, you know, someone will end up looking like a martyr and all's well that ends well, you know, that part happened. So I thought that was pretty cool, you know? Yeah, I liked it. It was very, um, I was thinking like, oh, come on, just... Pull a Shane, break her leg, leave her to be killed by the other things and escape. And when she did, I was like, yeah, that's right, you fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> and then she shows her the necklace, she's just like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So good. Like, the now, look you, on Judah's face is like, you, oh, shit. Yep. You you being a woman, Sarah, um, <laughs> is there also any... Also named Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I could call yeah. her. Ooh, you have, you're in tune with this movie. Uh <laughs> Do you think that, you know what I mean? Do you see that as being like a real, you know, I even know, you know, it's a horror movie. Do, do you think that would happen? Something like that could happen? I would do it. Okay. There you go. That's pretty much what I was looking <laughs> Without for. Without hesitation. <laughs> like, it was, I was even thinking while they're running, like, come on, you got to do something to her to fend them off. Like, you know, 
put her leg out or something. Because when she was holding him, like, oh, come on, don't kill her. They're just going to, you know, go by her and save her for later and go after you. You got to keep her alive. <laughs> and sure enough, when she pulls out her knee, I was just like, that's right. Good girl. <laughs> so I think it's a woman mentality. It's just we're a little more... I don't know, evil than, than men, the other species. Like, we can be way more, I don't know, just cruel. <laughs> I think women are more cruel than men are. Okay. Um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was effective. We, you know, uh, we didn't mention that we did meet Beth again. Uh, we thought Beth was dead. Uh, she wasn't. And Sarah, Sarah <laughs> saw her. Um, it was the last few minutes of Beth's life. And that's when she, you know, she, she told her. You know, not to trust Juno, um, gave her, like, she had grabbed Juno's necklace, gave it to, to Sarah. And that was before Sarah, I think, but I think it was right, I think it was right before her baptism and blood moment. Um, yes. So she, she rubbed the, the, you know, jewelry, and it, it was the same quote that her husband always said it was like, what was it, like, live each day or something like that? I think she had the same, a, a different necklace, but it had the same saying on it. Okay, so basically... So he used it for both women. Right. So basically, he used that on Juno and what, you know. <laughs> and, okay, so, yeah. Um, so then Sarah makes her way out. I mean, she runs, and then, you know, I want to oh, say up front... She bashes Beth's head in. Oh, yeah, she because ba- Beth didn't want to... Didn't want to... Um, be eaten. Yeah, didn't want to be eaten. Didn't want to keep, you know, alive and... So she kills her. But after she takes out Juno's leg and leaves her for dead, she runs. Uh, she falls down these bones and hits her head. Uh, and in the U.S. version, because there's two versions. In the U.S. version, she wakes up. Uh, she crawls up and out. This beautiful shot of just this ray of light uh, with, with her climbing up a mountain of bones. And she kind of comes up out of the ground, just just comes up for air, like she's coming up out of the water. She's um, being burst back into the world. Right. And she kind of rips her way out, runs, 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 gets to the to the uh, SUV. And she hugs the SUV. <laughs> hugs it. That was adorable. I would, I would too. Uh, gets inside <laughs> and starts driving like a maniac. And at some point pulls over to the side of the road, uh, pulls the, the window down. Uh, pukes and then when she comes up she sees um you know juno uh and you know a ghost like whatever um beside her and that's how the movie ends uh the uk version has her this scenario generally play out but then we see that it was just a vision that she had like almost like a fantasy where it didn't really happen it's what she wants it wants to be true but in mm-hmm. fact, she's still laying on the ground, having hit her head, and we can hear the creatures in the distance coming after her, and it goes to black. So one is definitely much more hopeful, and the other one is is maybe more likely, more plausible. Definitely the <laughs> downer of the endings. So yeah, but I like it. I like you know, they don't always fit when they're you know endings that are you know sad or whatever. But I kind of like that they have both options in there because you can choose to believe whatever you want to it kind of leaves it open you know whether you're an optimist or a pessimist it has something for both parties i okay i'm gonna make a confession you know and i i like i love for instance the mist raker have you seen the mist 
the movie. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! You should even say that because we were. <laughs> I was just talking to someone today about the mist and how much okay. I liked it. That's also easily one of my top, easily top ten, if not top five movies, horror movies. Okay, so I I, lo- I love the ending for the the mist because I think it's brutal and yeah, you know, you know, obviously uh, the ending, but I will confess, I, I actually prefer the u.s ending to this movie and i think the reason why i prefer it is because of the main character because of sarah um we see her life torn apart like i said we see this baptism in blood the scene in the movie like she's finally read like she's finally herself again in a way um this this need to bring out the animal inside of her to fight for herself, to fight for her life. And we've seen her early in the movie breaking down, crying, uh, understandably, you know, the reasons why, uh, emotional. Um, and now, you know, fighting for her life, it's like her desire to live. It, it's finally ignited something in her, like, okay, something bad happened to me, but now I really need to fight for my life and I'm going to make it count if I can get out of here. And so I kind of like the U S version because I feel like having gone through what she, like what she's gone through, I want, I guess I kind of want her to have a chance, even though I guess to be fair, this would provide a whole new, whole new amount of therapy she would need to take in order to get <laughs> over this. So, I mean, yeah, but I, I guess I just kind of like the U S version because at least there's a chance she could do something, um, even if it means all her friends are dead um, and having gone through something terrible like this. But I don't know. What do you guys think? What are your What is your preferred ending? Uh, like the, I I'm kind of like the UK version or like the yeah. US version where it doesn't have the her waking up again. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm I don't mind her waking up again. You know what I mean? I think that's pretty cool because it's a little different than, you know what I mean, your typical movie. Yeah, I like it too because it also, it opens, oh, boy, I can't speak. It also gives you, like, the chance, like, you know, we don't know what happens. For all we know, mm. she did find the pile of bones and got out again. Yeah. And for yeah, real. Yeah. And, or she is just in the feeding cave and she still has no idea where she is and dies. But, right. I mean,. You don't know. It's, it's nice I mean, to it's know she like has that chance. Think. Yeah. 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 We don't know she's toast. Right. True. All right. So we're kind of at the end here. We're just going to run down through. We're going to do our grades for the various categories. So we're going to start with the script. Um, I think that the, I think the script is, is spare. I think it's smart in the way that it utilizes the characters, complicated histories to fuel various decisions that are made as the film moves forward. Um, it smartly doesn't try and give us a backstory to the creatures, which I, I personally loved. Like you said, Ray, yeah. we kind of instinctually know, even if we're not told. Um, I just think it's, it's a spare and spare in the best way possible script. Um, it's just, it, it's smart in certain spots, in very particular spots. And I think that kind of elevates it. Um, yeah, I, I like, I'm going to give it an A minus. Oh. Are you going like overall? The overall just movie? Uh, just just your script grade. Oh, the script grade. Oh, yep. um, 
Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I'm going A minus. Absolutely. Okay. You know, just because you know there are some little plot holes, little like you know ridiculous things that you're like, really, you know what I mean? But <laughs> but overall, I think it's it's simplicity is its blessing. You know. Yeah, yeah. I I like I like that it keeps it simple. Um, yeah, like we've talked about it. There are some things that just make you want to just like shake your screen and be like, no, like that's stupid. Say something about the freaking blood on the walls. Like turn back. <sighs> but you know, it's your horror movie tropes. You kind of got to forgive and forget some of these things. Um, so I give it a B plus. Hmm. Okay. All right, let's move on to acting. Uh, are there any standout performances? Who and why? Um, so I actually think that all the performances are very strong. I wouldn't say that there's anyone that stands out. And I, I mean, I know Sarah's the main character and Sean, I think Sean McDonald does a, an excellent performance. But I don't think that she gives a performance that's any like leaps and bounds better than anybody else in this movie. And that's not a slight against her. I just think everybody in this movie, all the actresses do an excellent job with their characters. Um, they're all very believable. I just think they do they do a brilliant job. Um, there's no weak performances in my book, so I, I got to give them an A. Solid A. Uh, I think that um, – what's her face? Um, the girl who plays Sarah. Uh, is it Shauna McDonald? Mm-hmm. And I think she was standout okay. specifically for the acting she performed after the Lake of Blood scene. Yeah. Because I couldn't recognize her sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's covered in blood. and But the look on her face is so different than the look she's had for the entire movie. It's very startling, and it's almost kind of just unnerving to look at. I think that's she did such a good job with that, and like you can only tell it's her because of her eyes, and you can see some blonde peeking out from the blood in her hair. <laughs> I just thought she did such a good job being just going from I don't know, just kind of you know weak and not sure if she even wants to do anything anymore or be alive, and into this badass person. I thought that was great. Uh, so I thought that was standout. But everybody else, I do agree, they all did great acting. I didn't think anyone was weak or anything like that. Uh, so yeah, A for me. Yeah. Okay. Rick, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, well, you know, I know I've, I've repeated this many times. I mean, it, <laughs> they were pretty simple performances, but they were all convincing. You know what I mean? It's not. I don't think yeah. anyone overacted. I don't think anyone showed that they weren't lifelong actors either you know what i mean so mm-hmm. you know uh yeah i mean there wasn't anything that in in the acting there didn't seem anything to be really hokey so i'm gonna give them a a you know okay. yeah i mean we're talking a horror movie here and i think we've all seen <laughs> horror movies where it's just like oh my god the acting is terrible well this is a horror movie that got no cred but yet the acting was good yeah which which is, which is like a shock you know right. what I mean? So right. if anything, you know, we should we should applaud, you know, the cast, whoever did the casting or the actors, actresses, etc. Because, yeah, it was good stuff. Definitely. Okay. And kudos to the guys that are dressed as the crawlers because mm. they did a good job, too, um, especially when they're kind of fighting over Holly's body, her Juno and that creature. 
it's the way that guy acts is great because it's like while they look humanoid they act very animalistic and he did a really good job of that trying to pull the prey away Mm -hmm. Uh, or uh, yeah so i thought that was a really great job they're very scary very effective so kudos to them too yeah Yeah. fair point yes definitely okay all right let's go into directing uh how well was the movie directed um i put uh very well crafted marshall uses perspectives that often put us into the place of the characters the camera up above uh, the women as they face and possibly deep abysses uh, and ledges. The camera in front of their face uh, of the women as they struggle through very tight spaces. Um, and, you know, it kind of elevates that claustrophobic feel. I wouldn't say he utilizes anything particularly flashy as a director, but there's nothing bad about how this movie was shot. Uh, it must have been hell to direct a movie like this. So, so many dark, so much darkness and so many lighting issues to deal with. Um, I'm going to give him, I think, a B plus for this, uh, this directing job. Uh, Raker, what are your thoughts on the directing? Um, Gary Marshall, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Neil Marshall. Neil Marshall, I'm sorry. Gary Marshall's the, yeah. Gary Marshall's the... <laughs> The guy's done yep. all the kind of producer or something. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, um, good. Uh, hey, okay. Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep it simple. I mean, it's yeah, it's Very a good a. job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. I think he did a good job. Um, especially the shots that are in those tight spaces um, mm. were very effective. They affected me. It made me lose my breath a couple of times just watching them and kind of feeling the claustrophobia set in. So I think they did a really good job. Um. Yeah, there are some scenes that are just like kind of weird looking, but I'm you know, fine with it. I mean, mo- overall, the movie is pretty amazing. Um, especially, it gotta be really tough. Some of those scenes with like, like you said, uh, Mike, with the lighting and stuff. To get that lighting correct is a task on itself. So, good on him for that. Uh, I say a minus. Okay. All right. Minus, who threw that on my there? Oh, no. <laughs> just, just kidding. Uh, uh, let's move on to, uh, it Harass him. Look, look in your chimney. There's a crawler. Yeah. He's, he's coming right down right now. No, it's not Michael. Even though Michael looks like a crawler, it's not Michael. It's, it's okay. Yeah, I do. I, I'm kind of pale oh. at times. Um, uh, That's so, brought to like. Yes, very much. Um, the picture you see of me has uh, been photoshopped. Um, <laughs> so, cinematography. Let's move on to the cinematography here. So who is the cinematographer? It is Sam McCurdy. Oh, yeah. Good old um, Sam. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did the, did, did the Ro- cinematographer use uh, lighting in an effective way? I put yes. Given the uh. use of phosphorescent light, flares, and torches, it's uh, fair to say that Sam McCurdy had his work cut out for him. Um what was the color palette used by the cinematographer? How did it influence the film? Uh, the colors are very earthy early on. There's plenty of green uh, with the, the foliage and browns as the movie heads to subterranean regions. The darkness utilizes the phosphorescent, phosphorescent lights and flares to give a unique look to the movie. Uh, in terms of his job as a cinematographer, given the darkness, given the lighting issues he had to deal with, I mean, I, I it, like I said, it must have been hell to shoot it. It must have been hell for the cinematographer too. Um, I got to give it an A because I just think to shoot in an environment like that and to deal with all the issues, it sounds like it's very simple, but it it's not. It's not at all, you know. So <laughs> I think he gets a, an A for cinematography. Raker, what about you? A, A. 
He's like, it's an A. Raker's like, uh, fun yeah. fact. Yeah. Fun fact about this guy. He's going to be the cinematographer on the new oh. Hellboy, as well as no our director, way. Neil Marshall, is the director. That's, wow. where, that's where I know so much Neil Marshall. Yeah. So both of these guys are going to be pretty much you know, show yeah. running Hellboy. Nice. nice. Well, there we go. Raker's more excited than ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's right. All right. Let's. Uh, yeah. hey. Oh, sorry, sorry, Sarah. So if I, one, no, no, if I see I one, crawler, I matter. I'm Canadian. if I see one crawler, if I see if I see one crawler in Hellboy, then we know. There you go. And uh, <laughs> there's going to be a woman called Nimue, the Blood Queen. So oh. I'm kind of excited about that now. Like, nice. do we know they're experts on blood? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if it was Sarah from this movie? Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, I got. Actually, I got to look. <laughs> You're right. Because oh. I know Mila Jovovich, Eve oh, Chamberlain, Harbor it. in it, but. That would be cool if she shows up. What, what's your What's your grade on this, Sarah? On, as a... uh, a plus for cinematography. Wow. Plus. Oh, okay. Holy. All yeah, right. He did a good, really good G- job. Given the plus here. Nice. Yes. All right. Uh, special effects, since there are no... Well, you said there are the bats, but okay. Beyond <laughs> the bats. The only special effects that exist in this movie, I think, are really no digital. It's all... It's the all prosthetic, yeah. It's all for prosthetics. The, for the crawlers. It's, it's, blood it's gore yeah. the gore it's the 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 bones sticking out of of uh um holly's <laughs> leg i mean yeah that oh, stuff I, I hurt my leg cue to the camera looking at a bone sticking out oh you think yeah right. you think it might hurt a bit yeah so i think the practical <gasps> effects effects in this movie were were, were really really they're really great basically <laughs> um yeah. I, I think the, the look of the crawlers and everything was just very effective. And I think everything that they did with them and with well, with everything, you know, in this movie with the, the lake of blood, with the bones, with everything, all the practical effects that they used here. I just think it was effective. Uh, I'm going to give it an A. Rick, what about you? A. A. Sarah. Uh, special effects get to B plus because oh, those bats are really... <laughs> Oh. Yes, I'm lowballing them. <laughs> that's true. You know, that's funny oh. you mentioned the bass because I didn't even like Michael had said earlier. Like I didn't even think of it. Yep, I was just like, whatever bats. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <You know. laughs> um, all right. So editing and pacing. How effective is the editing? Uh, the editing feels top notch here. It's a fast paced movie, but the first half, while uh, creature free, is nevertheless mesmerizing and filled with underlying tension. That is such a tribute. It's that is as much a tribute to the editing as it is the acting. Uh, are there any pacing issues? None that I could see. I think the pacing in the in this movie is is great. I think the editing in general is just extremely effective with the quick cuts, uh, which really works here. Um, I can give it an A plus. Raker, uh, what about you? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to go as far as plus. I'm not a big plus guy, but definitely an A. Definitely an A, and this goes back to, you know, what I was saying earlier about, you know, yeah, it was a little bit slow at the beginning, if you want to even call it slow, I kind of consider it, uh, what did Michael say last week, uh, methodical, mm-hmm. what do you call it, Michael? Methodical pacing. My Thank you, methodical pacing, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> you know, then kicks right into overdrive for the last, shoo, you know, 45 minutes, I guess, um, so, you know, you're thinking, wait. How's that good pacing? It is. <laughs> it just is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. It, it makes sense. It all it all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite effective. Yeah, effective. That's that's a better word. Yeah, definitely. I give it an A as well. Um, 
I wasn't bothered at all that it was slow, and then suddenly it was like, right. oh my god, super intense. Yep. I thought that was a good choice. Yeah. And this is a side note. It has nothing to do with the editing or the pacing, but I was just reading some of the trivia, and uh, the production gave a jokey kind of name for for this movie while they were filming called Chicks with Picks. <laughs> and I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Forever uh, I will call this Chicks with Picks. <laughs> nice. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let's move on to our final thoughts and overall grade. So Raker, why don't you give us your final thoughts? Oh boy. And I wonder grade huh? for this movie. Yep. Gee, I wonder. Um, love the movie. Love the movie, and I, I'm glad Michael brought up the mist earlier here t- tonight as well. Uh, this is definitely one of my top five horror movies. Um, it, it, even though it's obviously fictional horror movie type stuff, it, it seems so real, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it gives you that sense of real suspense, fear, you know, just the whole the whole gamut of scary emotions while watching this movie it's it's great i I know i've gone on trips and i take you know a couple dvds in case we can all sit around and watch a movie and this is one of the ones i take in case there's a horror fan amongst us Mm -hmm. and yeah uh final thoughts just a great movie uh it's it's sad that it's so underrated but in a way it's nice because it's like it kind of feels like my little secret you know what I mean? Yeah. When, yeah. You're ta- when you're talking to other cinephiles, um, you can you know you can pull this one out, and I think most would agree that this is a classic, good horror movie that never got the recognition it deserved. Um, so, final thoughts: great horror movie, overall grade easily an A. I won't, okay. go, I won't go as far as A plus, but <laughs> easily an A. Okay, uh, Sarah. Final thoughts and grade. Uh, I thought the movie was really great. And it's one of those movies that because of a lot of dialogue, a lot of backstory with the women, having that extra story, having that extra like under like undertone to it, then everyone's kind of got this tension. There's lots of room for um, different ideas of, what's going on, what what each girl is thinking, who's got the beef with who, and also just to, like, the story itself. I mean, Sarah, there's a, there's a rumor on the internet I was reading about while looking up this that uh, it was speculated that among the fans that the crawlers were actually a figment of Sarah's imagination. She actually just killed all of her friends as she gradually went insane down there. Wow. And until, like, the sequel came out, this was just, you know, the fans having a good idea. And I think that's actually really interesting. And I kind of like that idea that she just kind of went postal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that would be really cool. But yeah, um, I like, I like that we can interpret it however we want, especially the ending. Mm-hmm. And, you know, dep- depending on the kind of person you are, we can just kind of take it for what it is. And, you know, either hope she got out or if you're <laughs> a little sadistic, you know, hope that they devoured her or whatever, what have you. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I'd watch it again for sure. Overall grade, A minus. Okay. Which is pretty high for a horror movie for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so for me, I think it's just an exceptionally well-crafted movie. Um, I think the performances are all fantastic across the board. I think the story, while simple, is effective, very effective. Um, and like you said, Raker, while 
it's not believable in that, of course, we know that these creatures don't exist in real life. I think the movie presents it in such a way that if this could happen, if these creatures could ha- exist at all, that this is a scenario that could happen. Right. That's why it feels believable enough to where we all believe that if this could actually exist, this is what it would be like. Um, so it's about as believable as a scenario like this could possibly be. And I think that's partially why the movie really resonates. Um, I think the characters are great and I love the dynamics. It's just a, a great across the board. I love it. It gets an A for me. All right. Good ratings. All right. All right, everyone. That's like that's going to be uh, it for us this week. So we'll be back next week with another uh, scary Halloween movie to review. Uh, mm. So, yeah. We'll, uh, this one will be my choice? Yes, yeah, this is your choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I'll pick something good. Yep. So uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Catch you next time. Later, geeks. See you.